This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hey, we are live. Welcome back to another episode of the Sober Life Audio Experience. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. What's up, Romy Rome? Yo, what's up, Brian? Hey, we're back in the studio. Yes, we are. Back in the office. Uh. Back in the business. Back in the spot. Back in the spot. Yeah. Getting lit, getting live. For the holiday season. For the upcoming holidays. For all yeah. the children. <clears throat> for those listening, happy holidays. Yes, yes, yes. There's, happy holidays. There's Christmas. New Year's. Yeah. Lots going on. Lots Hanukkah. of celebrating. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't know. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. So, so let's get into it today, Roman. Yeah, man. Uh, one thing that's kind of coming up for me is it being the holiday season. I know for those in recovery, mm-hmm. well, shoot, man, for everyone. Uh, this is like a hectic, stressful time. People are running around. A lot of people are, you know, getting back in touch with family or going home for the, the holidays. And and know, getting drunk. And get, a lot of people drink. It's, yeah. It's the thing that people do for the holidays. Get a little toasted on some eggnog and, <laughs> and whatnot. Some peppermint and, uh, schnapps. Yeah. And so I know... With that stress, this is also the time of year where most people who are in recovery go out. Yeah. You know, or, and on the flip side, it's, you know, after the holidays come Mm -hmm. January 1st, January 2nd, it's the time where most people come into recovery. True that. I'm going to stay sober this year. Yeah. I promise this time. Yeah, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And I think what it is more is... People go back into their family environment and really realize how screwed up they are, mm. you know, and how progressive their drinking or drug use has. And on top of that, the family members, at least I know from experience, my family members, like for a long time, the only time I saw them was mm-hmm. around the holiday season. And so when I would show up and they didn't see me all year and I came through for the holidays, they really got a clear picture of what I actually was like. Mm-hmm. And they saw that I was a mess. Mm-hmm. And that's where some of the concerns, you know, they became concerned and, and we had conversations like, Hey, are you doing all right? Yeah. And of course I would say, yeah, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Things are good. You know, mm-hmm. but the fact is, is I think for a lot of people over this holiday season, there's going to be a couple opportunities to have some breakthroughs and to have some moments of clarity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is a perfect time to reflect. You know, I think one of the most important questions is that we can ask ourselves is, Hey, how's it working for you? Yeah. How's what you're doing working for you? If it's staying sober, how's staying sober working for you? If yeah. it's drinking and doing drugs, hey, how's that working for you? And, and and not to be, you know, but for those that aren't suffering from drug addiction and alcoholism, this is the time of year also to reflect. Yeah. For everyone. Reflect on what 2017 meant. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of remember uh, those New Year's resolutions you had at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, the goals that you set, the things that you said that you wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. this year, and really take a, a clear look at what you did mm-hmm. this last year. Was it a waste of time? Yeah. Like, did you do what you set out to do at the beginning of the year? 
Absolutely. I think it's a time to celebrate the wins and then to take stock, honestly, of what what had the things that you declared not happen. What what had them not happen? Yeah. What was missing? What wasn't present? And then also to celebrate what was working and what what was going really well and what had you, you know, hit new heights this year. Yeah. And just just taking it as an opportunity. Listen, like the end of the year doesn't mark like the end of the world right Mm -hmm. it's not the end of your life true you know so it it gives you an opportunity to reflect but also to Mm re-navigate right figure out what's working what's not working and come up with a new game plan moving into the new year so roman what are some of your new year's resolutions what are some of your big idea items coming up well i i honestly have no idea but i could tell you what this year's new year's resolutions were and some of the things that I declared to happen, some of them did happen, others didn't. Like right? what? One, you know, one of the things that did happen was I came into 2017 being fairly successful at what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to do is, you know, I made a declaration, hey, like I want to take this to the next level. I had no idea what the next level looked like, but I was very clear on that I wanted to do something more with what I was already doing. Mm-hmm. And I've done that. I mean, we we created our company. Yeah. We're out there, and you know, we're helping a lot of people. We have this That's podcast true. now, which was something that wasn't even on our radar, but it was an opportunity that presented itself as, you know, as I started to do yeah. what I set out to do. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the book The Alchemist, and he talks about like the universe conspires to support you as yeah. you take steps and and in, in the direction that you intend to go. Yeah. You know, so that's huge. So you were, uh, you had a declaration, you had an idea of a vision of where you were intending to head and some things popped up along the way. You had no idea. Yeah. Cool. You know, one of the things that didn't happen was I wanted to snowboard a Mm. lot more this year, but my very first run of the year, I wrecked my shoulder. Mm. Yeah. So that didn't happen, but it wasn't due to me not trying. Right. I had a great intention. And I feel like a lot of people's New Year's resolution, like when you make it, you are firm in in your belief that you're actually going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then something comes up in life that presents you or prevents that. Sometimes it's you. Mm. Right. Sometimes you prevent that from happening. Don't we know? Like how many people have fitness goals? Right. At the beginning of this year, how many people were like, you know what, I'm going to go back to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then January was a really good month for the gym. Yeah. And then February wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. And then by April, there was no gym. Yeah. And the rest of the year was, damn, I have this gym membership that I don't use. Mm. Or how many people had resolutions <clears throat> that they were going to eat better or have a diet or some specific diet. You know, and it's like, what what stops you from achieving those things that in the moment you really want? And we could take this to New Year's resolutions, or we could just talk about declarations in general, mm-hmm. you know, especially for sobriety. Yeah. I mean, how many times, Brian, did you wake up in the morning and were like, I'm not going to drink today and really believe that and then yeah. found yourself drinking that yeah. very same day? Well, I would always I would come up with justifiable reasons for why... Well, you know, I'm I'm early at the party, so right. like, if uh, I'm one of the first ones here, then I can have a beer, yeah, you know, and still drive home later, yeah. But that beer would end up turning into another one, to a pitcher, right. to some shots, to some cocaine. Oh shit! And just all the doors would just be locked off. It would just be, yeah. it would just get crazy. 
Yeah, man. I feel that. So I uh I like it. I like it. We got some big things going on. Yeah, dude. 2018 is I feel like I say this every year. Oh, next year is my year. Yeah. Next year is my year. But like it has been every year my year, mm-hmm. right? As it continues, it, it just gets better and better and better. And what I know is that when you put one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. like over a short period of time, you might not notice that things are happening, mm-hmm. you know, to your benefit. But mm-hmm. over a longer period of time, looking back at it, you can really tell. Yeah. I mean, just over the course of the last five, six years, personally, for both of us, mm-hmm. you know, where our lives were mm-hmm. to where they're at now is an incredible difference, right? And, Absolutely. And, and it's progress. It's all about progress. What... um. What things do you think people can do that can alter the trajectory of their life? Oh, you know, what are sure. some things people can get into that can alter the trajectory? And I and I heard a speaker say it once. One of our guests, Forrest, you know, shout out Forrest, who was on our podcast, talked about, um, you know, if you were on a ship and you just made a two degree turn, right? That over the course of time, that that little turn would actually end up making a big difference on where the ship ends up. Yeah. And I'm wondering what are the little things that, you know, people can do or that maybe even you've done in the last year that you think have altered the trajectory of your life? There's so many, there's so many things that you can do. There's so many things that I have done. You know, I continually, constantly look for new ways Mm -hmm. to improve uh, my play at the game of life. Mm -hmm. And, but I don't think anything has been more beneficial to me than seeking advice from mentors mm. to find a few people who I could trust. I trust their opinion. I want what they have. I want to be where they are and ask them for advice, mm-hmm. you know, because going at life alone is difficult, right? None of us have a a manual on how to live life or go about life. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, they don't, they didn't, never gave that to me when I uh, was born. Right. right. So we we kind of got to figure it out on our own. At least that's what I thought for so long. And somewhere down the road, I you know, I, I gained people in my life that started to give me opinions and advice and I started taking some direction. So what 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 were some of those though, Roman? I mean, dude, on a regular basis, I I get advice that would go against my initial judgment on things. Just I'm very reactionary. Yeah. Right? So that that suits me in some areas of life, but in other areas of life it does not. Right? It's mm-hmm. like it's like putting a, a match on gasoline, poof, you got fire. If you want fire, that's great. But if you don't want fire, then that could present some problems. And so one of the things that I learned early on uh by a mentor from mine was to take three seconds to think about something before responding. Mm. Right. And this is just, and I use the example of conversation. So whenever I'm having a conversation with somebody before I give a response, that's what he wanted Mm. is he said to respond rather than react. Mm. So react is you say something. I immediately say something back. Respond is you say something. I process that. I think about it for three seconds and then I come back with a response. Mm. And so there's a there's a difference and it's in conversation, but you can use it in every area of life. If you just take a few seconds to really digest the information 
before just coming up with whatever your initial reaction is. Mm. And that has saved me a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of relationships. It saved me across the board. Mm. It's one of the best pieces of advice I was given. I like it. What about you? Yeah, the the best piece of advice I think I got this year is in life, you're going to have the opportunity to be right or to be kind. Okay. And the advice was to always choose kindness. That kindness is going to get you so much further than being right. Right. And, you know, the ego doesn't like that. The ego is very committed, is very sure of itself has yeah. a plan of its own and it's usually not being kind <laughs> yeah it's like uh it's like this ego is like this this gremlin right it's yeah. like if you feed it past a certain time it turns into this little monster right and it just wants to continue doing that absolutely so the little monster doesn't get to win no. And especially with alcoholism, you know, at the root of this illness is this selfishness and self-centeredness and is this righteousness in a way yeah. of like always being right about your drinking, being right about how you're living your life, being right about what you want, what you don't want. And, you know, yeah. the treatment for that a lot of times is humility. Yeah. You know, knowing, knowing exactly who and what you are. Yeah. And really getting right sized. And I think that that goes back to seeking advice or just being open and willing to taking some direction that's not yours, right? Because there were so many times talking about being right yeah. where I knew that my drinking and drug use presented problems. I knew that it was problematic. I knew I needed help. But anytime somebody else would say that, I would say they were full of shit. Yeah. Roman, you love kids, don't you? I do. So if your daughter were to like run out in the middle of the streets, yeah, she was committed to doing that in traffic. I mean, you'd jump out and save her, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you against her will go and grab her and pull her away from traffic? I actually have tons of experience doing that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and sometimes the value and benefit of getting feedback and having a mentor is just that. They can see things that we can't and they have the opportunity they have the availability they're able to go in and kind of pull us out of traffic or pull us away from an obstacle that they see in our way and they have that vantage point that makes them uniquely useful and it's good to have multiple vantage points it's good to have multiple insights but at the end of the day you know you got to trust yourself yeah man and it's trust yourself see that that concept, I understand it today. Um, I have an int- intimate knowledge of trusting myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still rely heavily on the advice and opinions of my mentors, but I've learned to trust myself. Mm-hmm. Now, you would have asked me this six years ago. No, I would have thought, I would have said I did, mm-hmm. but I would be 100% sure that I did not. Mm-hmm. And. Wow, trust yourself. How for you, how did how did you go about becoming trustworthy in yourself? You like, know what, for me it really started with um taking an honest stock and taking an inventory on like what was working and what wasn't working in my life. Yeah. It got I had to get really clear on the resentments that I had and how that those were a bridge or not a bridge but a barrier 
and between me and my authentic self. Yeah. That that all of those resentments, all of the anger, all of the fear and all of the delusion were all different forms of masks that I was wearing that was yeah. preventing me from being me. Yeah. For real. So when I got clear on all that, I talked about it with another person. I was able to um, come to terms and, and kind of get spiritual with it, get real woo-woo about it, and get a lot of this removed, if you will, from me, um, spiritually, metaphorically. And what really solidified it for me was then going to all the people that I had wronged, making amends. <sighs> Wow. You know, clearing away the wreckage of my past and like going back to people where I was wrong, admitting my faults, you know, saying I was sorry, saying I was wrong. I asked how it made them feel if they wanted to talk about it, if there was anything I missed. And most importantly, I said, you know, what can I do to make this right? Mm. And as that wreckage and those anchors from my past that were slowing me up in life, as those things got cleared away from me. I began to have a lot more mobility. I experienced a new sense of freedom. And as I was moving forward in my life, I didn't have the past haunting me. Right. And I began to develop a deeper sense of intuition, which then Damn. started to guide me. And I could start practicing that intuition. And you're, it's a, kind of a trial and error thing. Like you, you're not going to always know what's, what's right and what's not, but it's a practice. Right, and it's through that practice, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, that you gain the confidence. Yeah. You know, and you have to fall down. Yeah, and you begin to trust and learn and realize that, hey, like, we're literally two specks of dust in this universe. Yeah. That we're not as big as we think we are, but then at the same time, we are the biggest, most badass. Yes. And we're capable. Gifts ever given. <clears throat> we're capable of so much. You know, going back to advice, mm -hmm. one of the greatest pieces of, of advice that I've been given, and it relates to trusting yourself, is a man, a mentor of mine who I trusted him way before I trusted myself. Mm -hmm. He told me one day, he said, Roman, I hope you fail. Mm, nice guy. And I was like, well, fuck this guy, right? Like, what, what an asshole. Why would he say something like that? Mm -hmm. And then he, he proceeded to say, I hope you fell a lot. I hope you continue to fail over and over and over and over again. Fail as many times as you possibly could. And I started to get angry, right? Re mm -hmm. Reaction, anger. Mm -hmm. like, why, like, what is this dude talking about? And then he told me, he said, because every time you fail, you learn. You learn what didn't work and you learn how to do it better next time. Mm -hmm. So like in life, you're never going to, you're never going to get there, right? You're always going to be getting there, mm. right? It goes back to it, the, it's, it's about the journey, the not journey. the destination, the journey, right? But in failing and I look back in my life and every single time I fell, even where I fell hard, mm -hmm. even where I got bruised and scraped up and I was beaten up, even when I, you know, got locked up, even when I lost everything, mm -hmm. those rock bottom moments of failure in life, right? I learned so much. Mm. And today I think I'm where I'm at in life because of my failures mm. and I hope I continue to fail. <laughs> I hope I continue to make mistakes mm -hmm. because each time I get back up, I trust myself a little more. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I know what I'm capable of. Right. I know where I'm capable of going. 
Mm-hmm. And I know what failure looks like. Mm-hmm. So then the more times I fail, I become less scared of failure. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I know that fear of failure is something that a lot of people deal with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And whether that's like a looking, you know, there's a lot placed on image management and like looking good and, and the way that like we're perceived by others. Yeah. So there's like that fear of failure. There's the internal of like, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. Yeah, dude. You know, that conversation is so loud. Yeah, it can be. You know, I was watching my daughter. She's two and a half. And I was watching her the other day. We took her down to the park downtown, waterfront mm-hmm. park. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best parks ever. And there's always a ton of little kids there. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's just running around acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Being beautiful little kid that she is. Mm-hmm. Running up to other kids and hugging them and high-fiving people and running into the arms of strangers mm-hmm. and hugging them. And she does not give a shit mm-hmm. what anyone thinks about her. She's just living her life and doing her mm-hmm. and enjoying it mm-hmm. every single second. And I thought to myself, wow, this is this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, what would the world look like if every human in this world interacted like they did when they were two and a half, mm-hmm. when they were three? Right. Before they started having these conversations. Yeah. Of, oh my gosh, I need to look good. I need yeah. to sound good. I need people to like me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when did we develop that? The need for people to like us. Well, there's a whole school of thought on that. Yeah. Nature versus nurture, learned behavior, you know, who who let us down, Yeah. who made us feel like we weren't good enough around us. A lot of times that came from family members. Yeah. And, so, it's, and it's like, what, what would the world look like if we could unlearn mm-hmm. or be unconditioned and went back to that? And I know we've seen it a lot. Yeah. Well, I think we'd have a a world full of giant five-year-olds and three-year-olds. And wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Yeah, it would. Yeah. It'd be epic. Productivity may go down, but happiness would be at an all-time high. Hell yeah. And I think that that would be an acceptable trade-off. Yeah, baby. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Just Mm -hmm. imagine, for those that are listening, what it would be like to go into work on a Monday morning And as soon as you got to work, and it's the same every morning, you get to work and you hug all your coworkers and you tell them you love them Mm -hmm. and you give them a high five. And throughout the day, every time you saw a coworker, you would hug them and tell them how great they were. Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't that motivate you to to go to work? It'd be pretty awesome. Or anytime you feel acknowledged. Yeah, anytime you were stuck in traffic. Instead of having your your windows up and the radio playing, if you just turned the radio off and had your windows down, and as you pulled up to another car, you were able to have a conversation with a complete stranger in a car. It'd be epic. Right? Like, yeah, baby. That would be utopia. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we're not there yet. Lots of visions. Lots yeah. to be accomplished. And it starts with you. Mm-hmm. Like, it started with me. And I feel like the the people around me and the people around you, I feel like it's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear it all the time. Stay woke. Mm-hmm. Stay woke. What does that mean? Stay woke. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, Brian? To me, it means to stay spiritually awakened, you know, to stay open, to stay present, to be. Now, with that, 
staying woke comes some responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I am aware and I am awake spiritually, I have a responsibility to the people around me mm-hmm. and the people I love um, to get them on the same on the mm-hmm. same path. Right? Yeah, to open up, to wake people up, to shake and bake, you know, and that's what we're doing here. Yeah. We're here to cause some conundrum to shake shake the tree, if you will. Yeah. Rattle some cages. Tree. Yeah. And start waking people up to a life of sobriety. A life of happiness, man. That's worth it. Call it what you want to call it, man. The the essentially people drink and do drugs for the same exact reason and mm-hmm. it's to numb something out. Mm-hmm. It's because they cannot be they cannot find happiness or they cannot be content unless they have a drink, unless they, they smoke something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think that yeah, sobriety is is great, and it's a much needed start. Abstinence from drugs and alcohol, I think, is an amazing start for anyone that suffers from addiction or alcoholism or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think abstinence, right? Try if it, if you are not an alcoholic or you don't think you are, or you don't think you have a problem. Try not drinking for ninety days. See what happens. See what happens. Try to drink and stop abruptly. Yeah, I'm I'm just let's just start with this. Try not drinking for 90 days. Try it uh try it now. Try it right the second. Try it before the new year. Yeah. And go through the holidays without any substances, without any blinders, without any goggles on and really take a look, a real look at what's going on in your life. Feel the feelings. Have the emotions. Process the th- thoughts. Be in conversation. Mm-hmm. Just be. Yeah, be. Be with yourself, and it'll probably be uncomfortable. Yeah, be with yourself. Love on yourself a little bit. But you know what comes? What love- comes after being uncomfortable? <sighs> Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Yeah. You know, love yourself so fiercely that others know exactly how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> And then once you love yourself, and then you bring the people on board around you to love themselves, then you just have this big-ass love pile. Ooh, love pile. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So, this is uh, this has been a great conversation. This has been a slightly weird, lovely. Yeah. No guests today. Fun. It's just us. Get together conversation. Yeah. About love. What's a love pile? We just got a message. What's a love pile? Uh, you know what a love pile is? Your interpretation uh, of the question. is something that Brian will tell you about right now. <laughs> love piles have many different meanings. Yeah. Depends if you're at Burning Man or... A porn shoot. Or that. Yeah. Or just at um, Whole Foods. <laughs> you can be in a love pile at Whole Foods probably. Yeah, you can be a love pile anywhere. Let's just all love on on each other. And let this, you know, from from Brian and, and myself, we want to wish you guys all a happy holidays. Yeah. Whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah. Let you celebrate with love. Celebrate. Because at the end of the day, I think the greatest gift that we can give the world is self-love. Mm-hmm. Because... Self-love opens the door to so many other great things. And it is it, it really is the place to start. Preach, brother. 
So when when you're home with family this holidays, or if you're home alone and you're just kind of like f my l, yeah, and you're feeling all sad, and I would invite you to 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 replay an episode of Sober Life Audio Experience <laughs> and connect with your bad self, and just know this that if you're listening and and you're suffering from alcoholism and you're drinking and you can't stop or you're hooked on drugs and you can't stop like you're not alone yeah like i know you feel lonely and it's the loneliest place to be but you are not alone it's true and you can get help today and you could stop this vicious cycle today you can start that now there's so many resources out there that are available and if you can't find them on your own please i would i would urge you and invite you to reach out to us uh hit us up on facebook or instagram and and just say hey looking to get some help and we got you what we're gonna do for you is is help put you in the right place to make that change today listen we still got two weeks before the 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 new year Mm -hmm. but you can start today you don't have to wait for new year new you nah Right in, now, in, in in 2017, on a on a big note, hell so, yeah. That being said, let's happy wrap holidays, it. Brian. Happy holidays, and to you guys listening, take it easy, be good. And this has been another episode of the Sober Life Audio, Audio Experience, Experience, baby. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.